people get diagnosed and then they go into this sick syndrome, as if, if you will, as Adam described, and their anxiety levels go through the roof. And they're told, take NSAIDs, take medication, immobilize, rest, don't actively engage. And really, here at Informed Fitness, it's the opposite. It's the patients are educated or the clients and taught to enthusiastically actively engage in a not only an exercise program of high intensity, but a healthy lifestyle. Inform Nation, good to have you back with us here on the Inform Fitness Podcast. 20 minutes with New York Times bestselling author, Adam Zickerman and friends. I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and a client of Inform Fitness. You just heard the voice of Dr. Louis Fierro. He's a chiropractor who works with Adam in the Inform Fitness Active Rehabilitation Program. Now, in this episode, Dr. Lou, as he's affectionately called, will offer up his suggestions and solutions for those experiencing back pain, much like Adam has. You might recall in the last episode, Adam shared the very intimate details of his lifelong struggle with lower back pain and how he's conquering it by combining slow motion, high intensity strength training with his attitude. Here in episode 24, we get into some of the psychological aspects of a negative diagnosis, such as a back problem, and how that alone can prolong an illness or an injury. Conversely, we'll share some interesting data that supports the notion that a simple attitude adjustment can change the course of your rehabilitation towards a faster recovery. Joined, as always, by Sheila Melody, the co-owner and general manager of the Burbank location, and Mike Rogers, the general manager of the Manhattan location, here's the founder of Inform Fitness, Adam Zickerman. I read this article uh, a couple of years ago, which, which really resonated with me. It was written by uh, some doctors that treat lower back problems uh, non-surgically, the way we're actually doing it here and the way we recommend people do it. But it's not just a physical program of exercise that he was talking about. There was another aspect about people getting better, and that was the mental side of it, hmm. which I found really interesting because for years and years and years, people kept telling me, you got to do something about your back. You know, every, every so often you're getting these spasms, you got to get your MRIs. You got to get some intervention, like surgical type of interventions. Get, at the very least, get injections into the facets of your spine. All these techniques that I was very resistant to because, in my mind, my back problem was a temporary thing that I had to solve. I didn't really believe I had a back problem. I thought there was some like muscular things that weren't being dealt with and putting me into spasm. It wasn't a structural thing with my back. I was convinced of that. And therefore, I, I never accepted the fact that I was somebody with back problems. I mean, obviously, when I had a spasm, I had to accept the fact that I had a back problem. <laughs> but the chronic pain that came and went and uh, went from a one to a four back to a one, you know, I was just saying, I need to do something in a, in a, non-surgical way. I just haven't figured it out yet. And then the article talked about that. He was saying that a lot of patients, uh, they, when they, they fall into the sick role when they're told they have a back problem. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, they, and now, now they have a back problem. And they just accept the fact they have this back problem. And 
there's a huge psychological component to this. I realized that one of the reasons why I wasn't debilitated uh, long term is because I never accepted the fact that I had this back problem. And it's because of that ex- non-acceptance, if you will, that I am where I am right now. But my attitude towards this whole thing is what I'm saying is what got me through this. And there are a lot of people that kind of feel once they have a back problem, that's it. And they rely on these surgical methodologies because there's no other way to fix it, even though they have MRIs that are less remarkable than mine. So Dr. Lou Fierro, a chiropractor that works out of our studio here in Manhattan and uh, is involved in our rehabilitative, active rehabilitation program and uses some of our equipment to help patients is here with us today, and I want him to talk about this this idea uh, that people play the sick role when all of a sudden they're told by a doctor that they have a back problem. So do, do you find that to be true? Absolutely. And you shared this article with me what, several months ago? Yeah. And and I thought the title said a lot. This is by Brian Nelson. Brian Nelson, yep. exactly. A rational approach to the treatment of low back pain. And I, and I first, after I read it, I said, yeah, this is really a proactive approach. And that's the model that we've always taken with whether we had a, an elite level athlete, a professional athlete, a weekend warrior, the deconditioned mother that's caring for kids that they have so much anxiety when they're given an MRI and showing the results of a herniation. And the reality is if we took 100% of the population and gave them uh, an MRI, specifically in the lumbar region, about 82% of the latest studies show there would be a form, some shape or form, of a degenerative change or a herniation between the ages of 22 and 65. But only about 30% of that population has a subjective complaint to follow to mirror that objective finding. So people get diagnosed and then they go into this sick syndrome, as if, if you will, as Adam described, and their anxiety levels go through the roof. And they're told, take NSAIDs, take medication, immobilize, rest, don't actively engage. And really, here at Informed Fitness, it's the opposite. It's the patients are educated or the clients and taught to enthusiastically actively engage in a not only an exercise program of high intensity, but a healthy lifestyle. And once they're shown that, hey, I could BLT, bend, lift, and twist, <laughs> and not exacerbate my condition, hey, now I could walk up a flight of stairs. Um, I could care for my children. I could be a good spouse. Um, they just really decrease in their pain threshold and inflammation in their body. Because there have been studies that show that inflammation is not only caused by poor diet, overactive activities, but by stress levels. Cortisol Mm. is a huge... Lack of sleep. Lack of sleep, uh, side effects of medication. So, you know, I don't know the exact date that I really first met Adam, but once I saw the program that they were doing here, you know, I kind of, I had to look twice at it and I realized, wow, this is really, he's on to something. He's on to something more than most medical doctors have been, you know, doing for the last 25 years. Oh, Lou, and then <laughs> he's the guru again. He's telling you. <laughs> and then, you know, I think as recently as last week, we just anecdotally, I just, I said, Adam, you got to come in here. I got a patient that 
she actually had a three-level laminectomy, um, and she's got a rotational scoliosis in her back, and she has had nagging, nagging pain. I cannot remember Meloxin, maybe the medication she's on, but without that medication, it's hard for her to function. Um, and I said, you know what? We're going to throw her on the, the spine, the, the medics machine lumbar, extension, lumbar machine. extension machine. And this is after I did a little bit of what I call white knuckling trigger point release into one of her spinal muscles that was mm. contracted. Put her on that machine. She stood up. And she said, I'm pain-free. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. I said, holy crap. Mm. I'm pain-free. It's like one of those evangelists that put, you know, they touch your head. <laughs> yeah. And fall back and you're healed. You know, I, I said to her, listen, marching orders are go, you know, leave now, live your life. Um, don't do anything out of the ordinary. And she says, well, I'm going to see my trainer tonight that comes to my house. I said, oh, you never told me you had a home trainer. What do you do with the trainer? She started demonstrating, you know, rotational chops. Um, oh boy. you know, really what high force activities, high force activities, high load activities, high torque, high, high back well, torque, high mm -hmm. back torque, loading the spine in ways that really aren't necessary. So she said, do you mind talking to my trainer? I said, not a problem. So I spoke to her and we set know, her ass straight, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and packing as well. Too. I mean, I say ass, I'm just going to put a time ass. out for a second because I have a feeling the patient and the trainer may listen to this podcast, Oops. which is all cool. But <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I, 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 I spoke to, to the trainer. And speak I, the I, truth I, here on the informed right, fitness right, podcast. Right, right. <laughs> I, I spoke to the trainer and I said, let's just remove certain of those BLTs for right now. No bent over single arm rows and. They'll just keep it very linear, very static, if you will, because she was feeling good. And I didn't want to say don't train at all because I didn't you know, want to impede on her lifestyle. So anyway, she came back in today and she had discomfort. And I said, when did the discomfort start? She said, from the time I left you guys all the way up until I had my training session, I was pain free. And then after my training session, it started to exacerbate again. So... And, and again, I'm going to give a little time out. I don't know how comfortable I am giving this admission from her testimonial today because I don't want to offend her trainer. Um, but anyway, we put her back on that machine today. And once again, she felt phenomenal. So, Okay, the, so what is this machine? Well, so this machine, essentially what it allows someone to do that's in the active back spasm or even has a neurological deficit from a disc compression locks down the pelvis in such a way that when you actively extend the only muscles being engaged and being recruited are the lumbar erector and even some of the deep spinal rotators have to engage in straight extension um, so it allows for a term that I like to use instead of traction it's called decoaptation where it's a joint segment that's being lengthened without cavitation of the joint all right, so for those of you that don't speak uh, science, <laughs> what he's saying here is by, going, by fixing the hips in place and by doing a back extension, by pushing yourself back, you're actually opening up, opening up the spaces of the vertebrate, which gives you relief. And, and on that note, it also gives kind of a self-massage into those spinal segments. Um, the only time, and, and I'm starting to question that, some of the traditional medical research, the only time where they say don't put a patient into extension if, is if they have facet, facet 
arthrosis or facet arthritis, degeneration of the joints. Um, but, you know, lately I've kind of taken Adam's approach a little bit and said, hey, I'm going to test this. And I've put a patient or two on there with facet arthrosis as diagnosed by a radiologist and confirmed by a surgeon. And you know what? They came out of it feeling better. So it goes back to my principle of motion is mm -hmm. great joint lotion. And if we could actively engage a patient, not passively, and the difference there is passively is me as a therapist moving the patient. Actively is them moving themselves and us assisting as a coach, making sure they're in a biomechanical correct position. Um, they feel better, not only from a physiological point of view, but from an emotional, social, and well-being. Like, oh, I can just, do this. Oh, my I God. I can do this. I can exercise. Hey, guess what? We do that for two or three sessions, and then guess what? We move them to a leg press. As you mentioned earlier, I, I don't remember who said they were struggling with it, but then you just altered your position, mm -hmm. and you were pain-free. Right. And leg press, actually, we don't. I don't want to give leg press a bad name. Leg press is actually very good for the lower back because it's strengthening your, your hip extensors, which is your, your glutes, which, you know, those primary moves are also very important to to work. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my mentors, Rob Francis, you know, told me very, that it's very important that once, once you start doing some low back extensions and, you, and they are starting to feel that relief, that it's important to start doing some of the major movements, hip movements like leg, like leg press. Yes, I mean, Dr. Lou, you can uh, add on to this. I mean, there probably are sometimes, like, for example, if you wanted to do a leg press, there might be some conditions or just a status that a person is in, a client is in, where they're just not ready to perform a certain movement pattern. And I guess the low back machine can prepare you for the leg press or, or, or you know, manual therapy of some kind. Is, it, is that what's necessary sometimes? No, I, absolutely. And I think we, when we had the patient on there today, she was even saying she was getting some burn in her, in her quads um, while doing the back extension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, well, there's some static contraction there. Exactly. But yeah, and it's it's just a progression, and you know it's a progression physiologically, but it's also a pro progression mentally, where hey, I just did that pain free. Not only pain free, I'm not in pain anymore. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm going to do something else. And there's been many times where I've had a patient that's got an acute, you know, low back exacerbation. We get them through uh, the back extension pain free. I'm going to say, you know what? You're going to do one of the safe chest presses here. And I'm going to add that in. What does that have to do with their back? Maybe not a lot, but what is but what everything. Is, but everything to do with their psychological profile about themselves. Wow. And, you know, years ago, I'm trying to remember the first time. I don't think I've ever shared this with Adam, but actually he probably knew in 2002, I had opened up a rehab facility and part of my practice. And I, I too, around that time had a really bad acute low back condition and it was in the summer and mine came it was actually on a tractor I was cutting my lawn and my tractor went into a hole an old kind of stump hole and it went down i went up and then we met somewhere in the middle <laughs> it created an avulsion fracture on my left hip um and some secondary low back issues. And I went to see a doc and he said, have an epidural, take these pills. I was like, you know, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to let my body heal. And I was in such excruciating back pain one morning. I said, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do some deep knee bends. And I did. 
and that immediately increased my range of motion. So I started testing on patients. I started having patients that had acute low back pain doing kind of wall squats, if you will, where we were loading the muscles, strengthening and opening up the spinal segments. And now that I really think about it, it probably, as Adam just said, it had a lot to do with the mental approach to them being able to actively exercise after being told immobilize bed rest don't do anything and i was doing the opposite and then you know many many fast forward to now i met adam and he's created this circuit where i look at informed fitness and in my mind people ask me how to describe it i say it's probably one of the hardest forms of exercise that i've ever come across while being the safest form of exercise um that sums and, it up pretty well. Well, it, it really does. And, and recently, you know, I had the pleasure of bringing in a what I consider an elite level athlete, not a professional level yet, but an elite level athlete who just finished his two years of junior hockey, and he's going on to play at a high level Division One collegiate uh, collegiate hockey. This guy is as conditioned as about anyone that I know. I had him do the protocol here, and he said that was by far the hardest twenty five minutes of exercise I've ever done. I just don't understand why it was only 25 minutes because mm-hmm. he's so mind conditioned that it has to be an hour. It has to be an hour and a half opposed to being able to get it done in what I call short duration, high intensity. Um, and that's hey, real quick. We've had a, we've had a, a few pro athletes here over the years and they've all made the same comment in regards to this strength training yeah. program, you know, compared to any other program they were a part of. So I want to bring it back. To first of all, I want to summarize on kind of what we just said. Uh, so, these passive modalities of back treatment, taking medication, inactivity, uh, some of these things that physical therapists do on a passive level, such as electric stim, heat yeah, so- packs. So the thing about those is they're all well and good for acute situations, but they're not they're not going to help an overall situation for long term. And I think the takeaway from this is one, uh, inactivity is not what you should be doing if you have some back problems. First of all, don't accept your back problems and, and, and know that you, most people, if they don't have something really serious going on like a, a spinal tumor or some kind of neurological deficiency, all right, you have, to, you have to move that joint. But you have to do it safely. So there are ways of doing it safely. You can't, I don't want people just running out there now just doing all this crazy stuff because uh, they listen to a, this, this episode of our podcast gotcha. and say, oh, they just said move. And, I, you know, and now all of a sudden you're doing all these crazy things like you know, going doing CrossFit or some of the things we were talking about with Lou's uh, patient. You know, it has to be controlled. It still has to be controlled. But but this idea that you have to immobilize and not do anything and, and, and take, you know, be very, very careful. You have a back problem. That that has not been working. No, no. And, and on that point, Adam, this article by Dr. Nelson does a great job about, you know, utilize the science that's there. Utilize the diagnostic studies, you know, the MRIs. And if there is a, a space occupying lesion, a, a spinal tumor, mm-hmm. something that need surgical intervention, you go for it. But what Adam is saying is very similar to this article is go through the correct markers and then actively engage uh, and take an active role in getting your body, you know, mobile. The second thing, besides just knowing that you should not be inactive just because you have a back problem and not give up life, is 
doing some very specific things for the lower back. Uh, Dr. Lou is mentioning our program here. And now we have some very special equipment that does, that fixes the hips in place and allows somebody to go into a type of back extension that you cannot do without a machine like this, without something that can actually keep the hips fixed. So to plug Inform Fitness, we all have these machines in our gyms at Inform Fitness. So if you're fortunate enough to be near one of our locations, it'd be great to try one of these machines, these MedEx lumbar extension machines. Having said that, and knowing that most people listening to this episode are not going to have access to these machines, all's not lost. And I want Mike, since he does a lot of work with people on these types of movements, I want Mike to talk about some of the things you can do should you not have access to this type of machine. You know, it starts with a few mobility exercises and and they don't take long at all to do. And the first thing I would recommend people to do is to just get down on all fours on a mat and then get into a little child pose. And then you sit on your heels with your feet tucked underneath and you you uh, you tilt your body all the way over as if you're you're bowing towards the sun. Um, so that's, and just like stay there for about 20 seconds or so. And that, uh, for a lot of people who are dealing with acute pain or just some ordinary tightness that oftentimes gives some simple relief. Um, and after that, Adam mentioned before pelvic tilts, they can be done from many different positions from on all fours, once again, to on your back, to standing up and basically from an all fours position you are doing what's called an anterior pelvic tilt and a posterior pelvic tilt. The posterior sort of feels like you're, while being on all fours, you you arch your lower back up a little bit and you're creating what's, what feels like an abs crunch. And then the anterior tilt is when you do the exact opposite movement. And um, after that, I usually guide people through doing another child pose for about 20 seconds and then come back to all fours. And then a more extended version of what... Uh, the last pose was, which is cat-cow, which is recommended by every chiropractor or physical therapist, which is um, a full full, uh, tilt of the spine, the whole thoracic spine to the lumbar spine, and then a full arch as well. Followed by that, a bird dog, which is, once again, being on all fours and where you extend one, your left arm forward, uh, in front of you and then the opposing leg, the right leg back and hold the, po- the position for 10 to 20 seconds um, and then switch off. And then after that, uh, some glute bridges, so which are just uh, lying on your back with your feet uh, tucked, uh, uh, your feet will be placed down on the mat and uh, your hips will come off the floor and you just do some very, very light bridging off the floor and then coming back down to the floor. So these will, can all be demonstrated online. It's a little difficult sometimes to say them without a, a visual, but uh, it starts with simple stuff like that and uh, and then a few more beyond that. But uh, um, yeah, I think uh, if someone is dealing with some back tightness, uh, it's generally safe without any diagnosis it's probably safe to go down and give these little things a try obviously if you're dealing with some acute pain while trying these very simple movements then you definitely need some advice from a professional there's a good book on the subject there are a lot of books on this subject but but a good one uh that i that i like it's well written and has great pictures it's called foundation Subtitle, Redefine Your Core, Conquer Back Pain, and Move with Confidence. I like the subtitle because we were just talking about moving with confidence. Mm-hmm. This, this confidence thing keeps coming up, doesn't it? It does. Uh, it's by Dr. Eric Goodman and Peter Park. 
Not Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Peter has Park. nothing to do with this, right? <laughs> Dr. Ed, Eric Bidman and Peter Park Foundation. We'll have links to that in the show notes I, as well. I, I personally love this book. And uh, there's a lot of different exercises. It gives a, a great explanation of the anatomy of the low back, some of the, cr- the common problems that can happen to the low back. And, and it goes into uh, several different exercises, but it revolves around one fundamental exercise, which they call the founder, which is essentially a back extension. Uh, and they show you how to do it in that book. So so my final thoughts are, and the takeaway that I'd like you to have, and I mentioned this, is one, don't accept your back pain and use surgical methodology really as a last resort uh, and, and really try some of these, you know, hire somebody or, or try some of these movement therapies, if you will, uh, to, to help with this. I mean, movement is so important. Movement is really important. And I can tell you from my own experience that I've never thought of myself as somebody that has back problems. I always thought of myself as having as somebody that had muscular problems in my lower back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and I think I might be right. And what I'd like to do is come back to this in six months to a year and let you know how I'm doing. I'm going to continue what I've been doing. And I'll, I'll let you know because let me tell you something. If it doesn't come back after another six months, and I've been doing what I started doing six months ago, almost a year ago, actually, and I don't have these episodes going forward for the next six months a year, I think what I, my conclusions are going to be right because nothing else ever worked short of doing surgical types of things, which you know I'm not going to do. So uh, stay tuned. The other thing that we're going to be talking about in our next episode is the second thing I did, I feel, that contributed to the alleviation of my, a lot of my back problems, and that is my, my diet. And that is what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. The diet that I undertook in the last 90 days and how, well, it's, it's changed me forever. So there you have it. In next week's episode, as Adam just mentioned, we will be talking about a diet plan that Adam's been participating in for the last three months, a plan that Adam credits for assisting with successfully managing the lower back issues that he's been dealing with most of his life. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we will be speaking with Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen's books have sold more than 2 million copies in 30 different languages. She has a popular podcast of her own. It's called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Oh, and she's also a client and has been for many years of Informed Fitness. Also on the way, we have a terrific conversation with Dr. Martin Gabala, author of The One Minute Workout. We will contrast and compare high-intensity strength training with high-intensity interval training. Looking forward to this one. Hey, if you'd like to find an Informed Fitness location nearest you to give this workout a try for yourself, please visit informfitness.com. Now, at the time of this recording, we have locations in Manhattan, Port Washington, Denville, Burbank, Boulder, Leesburg, and Reston. If you are not near an informed fitness location, you can always pick up Adam's book, Power of 10, the once-a-week slow-motion fitness revolution. Included in Adam's book are several exercises that support this protocol that you can actually perform on your own. We'll have a link to Adam's book here in the show notes. For Sheila Melody, Mike Rogers, and Adam Zickerman, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.